0: 7 o'clock. Good morning, pile. Jim and Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Busy Thursday show. Mark Johnson voice the Buffalo's coming up. Mark had a call of the Buffalo's one over Miami Sunday in New York City. And I gotta ask him about the picture he posted on Facebook because Mark. Is in front of the Brooklyn Bridge. He's got the Brooklyn Bridge Bridge behind him. Right. And I don't know, you're way too young. Way too young. But then again, try me. I know. I know you and being the old soul that you are. The TV show McLeod. Yeah, no. Oh. Okay. Do you know who Dennis Weaver was? Nope. Dennis Weaver was an actor. He was on Gunsmoke originally. He also played. Marshall Sam McCloud, who is from like Taos, New Mexico. Well, he gets he ends up somehow. I, I don't remember how it works. He ends up getting transferred to New York City. Dork is a cop there. Okay, cowboy hat, jacket with the fur line the the on it, the wool. Okay, and he's he's a cop from New Mexico. Working in New York City. And that's the whole premise. Fish out of water thing you've seen a million times. Okay. And it made me think of Mark because Mark's got jacket <laughs> on, cowboy hat. Made me think of McLeod. I
1: <laughs> Now, would, I was, he, would he know what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, he would
0: because Mark's not that much younger than me. All right. He's a few years younger. I think Mark probably will. I would think so. I would think he probably... Remembers McC- I don't see it. Once again, I'm in this stage now where I'm reluctant to bring up certain references, because people are going to look at me like, "What the hell are you talking about?" That's what we no- were talking
1: about with Conor McGehee yesterday. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> like, do we? Are we sure? Are we a hundred percent sure?
0: Even like a few
1: good men, which now seems like it was
0: a hundred years ago. <laughs> And are you finding at times you... you I mean, because you're not quite 30 yet, correct? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, you're fast approaching. I know. I know. But do you find moments, cake, where you go, I don't think anybody's going to get this. All the time. Because I think All this, the time. I think this reference is too old. All the time. And so when I saw that picture, I'm thinking of that. I'm going, do I ask Mark about that today? Do I dare? Not, not so much with Mark, but... The pile going, what are you talking about? McLeod? McLeod? Who? What is this McLeod
1: that you speak of? Yeah. What was the show? It was was during Juco. There was some obscure TV show reference that was made. I I can't remember. Because it it tied into a player that was playing. Was it one I made? It might have been. Oh. It was it was in that era though of
0: like I've got to think what that was. Remember that was that was a while back now. So
1: if I if I find it before show's end, all okay. great.
0: <laughs> so Mark Johnson, looking like McLeod from the '70s TV show, uh, calling the game in 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 Brooklyn uh, this last Sunday. Uh, Buffs have Northern Colorado coming up tomorrow. So. Uh, Mark gets to stay in country for that one, but uh, we'll talk with him and also about the transfer portal where Coach Prime has been hitting it hard. Oh yeah, to try to build that offensive line. So uh, we'll talk with Mark about that coming up in just a little bit. Also, uh, Rob Ames, Delta boys basketball coach, they get Fertile Monument today at four thirty out at uh, the Palisade Winter Classic. So we'll talk with uh, Rob Ames as he tries to get some of those Delta Panther football players. Uh, in the groove. And yesterday, uh, Delta, the Chassa All-State Awards came out. Uh, Delta did pretty well. They did okay.
1: I would think so. Yeah.
0: And Johnson and, and, and his Delta Panthers did pretty well. So we'll have that coming up in uh, what's happening. Brought to you by ComWest in a couple of minutes. also a very uh, emotional return for Eric Johnson last night to Ball oh, Arena yeah. as a member of the Buffalo Sabres. We'll get into that coming up in just a few minutes as well busy show today. We're also going to talk with Clint Trujillo, Central Warriors Boys Wrestling Coach. It is the 46th Warrior Classic. So we have basketball out of Palisade. East into of the Valley is super busy this weekend. Very. Palisade Winter Classic for the boys and the girls going on in the hardwood. And then on the mats, it is the Warrior Classic. And we'll talk with Clint Trujillo about that uh, coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Along with the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday which is... So, we'll have that for you coming up throughout the course of the morning. Please give us a full three yes. on the program, 7 until 10. And you can text or call us, Chick fil A Breakfast Team phone line, 970 242 1340. Jim and Cake from the Beaux Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right, time to get things going with what's happening. And it's brought to you, as as always, by ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. And they can help you with a new business phone system, improving your surveillance, cybersecurity, network support. And you can also go to their website, by the way, and play their uh, website scavenger they have a holiday version of that going on right now and learn more about what they can offer you and your business at uh, comwestcorp.com you can also call them at 970-242-8142 all right lead things off this morning with the avalanche uh you mind playing the music for me over there? oh yeah,
1: i can totally play the music and uh here we go three two, two one. one all right
0: the avalanche welcome back a member of their- 2022 stanley cup championship team and got over to hosted former defenseman eric johnson the buffalo sabers wins tonight Avs winger Valeri had two goals with Miko Rantan adding a goal and two assists in Calgary's five to one win over the Sabers. Johnson received a standing ovation from the Ball Arena crowd.
1: You know, our fan reaction kind of says it all, right? Longtime Av, Stanley Cup champion, lots of friends still on this roster. Obviously, knows the bulk of our roster, and um, yeah, the reaction and the the length of the standing ovation, and everything I thought was great. Um,
0: a very emotional response from eric johnson last night oh yeah also uh, had a chance the day before to uh spend some time with his former teammates that is of course uh, coach jared bednar johnson played 13 years with the avs before leaving as a free agent to buffalo broncos pursuit of a playoff spot continues saturday night when denver plays at nfc north leading detroit the seven and six broncos have won six of the last seven games while the lions have lost three other last seven and two of their last three it's a prime time game against a division leader but denver receiver Cortland sutton says those things don't really matter.
1: You know, we don't put it, we try not to put too much emphasis on certain games, you know, the most important game is the game that we got that's ahead of us. And right now, the most important game is this Detroit game. And it didn't really matter, you know, when we have to play. Some boys told us we have to play tomorrow. You know, we'll make it happen. You know, just show up and go give our, you know, put our best foot forward. And we know if we do that, then I think we will like the outcome at the end.
0: Tied in Greg Dulcich practice Wednesday, opening his 21-day window to come off injured reserve. Broncos Alliance Saturday night on the Team Sports Network pregame at 4 o'clock tonight. It's an AFC West showdown, question mark. Las Vegas Raiders take on the L.A. Chargers pregame at 5.30 tonight for that one right here on the Team Sports Network. The 2A state champion Delta Panthers dominated the Chassa All-State Football Awards that were released Wednesday to a state title game MVP, Talent Hill was selected as a player of the year. A Delta coach Ben Johnson earning coach of the year. Hill was named to the first team along with teammates Tucker Johnson, Xavier Martinez, Rip Lockhart, Ty Reed, and Caleb Richmond. Runner-up rifle place Logan Gross, Ephraim Bustios, Troy Matea, and Isaac Valencia on the first team. Delta's Ryland Bynum and Brett Lejo are named to the second team along with the Bears Sterling Cook and Jesus Martinez. Several local players are selected to the Chassa Allstate for a football team. Montrose placed Andreas Distel, Blake Griffin, and Cortland Nelson on the first team. The Redhawks' Cash Bang made the second team, along with Florida Monument quarterback Amari Wilson and three, Durango's Jackson Fancher, and Tyler Harms made the second team, along with Palisades' Vinnie Johnston, and one-A North Forks' Hunter Hollenbeek made the first team, with teammates Lane Allen and Hayden Moreno selected for the second team. Tonight, the Palisade Winter Classic Boys and Girls Basketball tournament gets underway, the Valley's four schools will face each other, including Delta Silver Creek, Meade, Devlin, and Montezuma Cortez. Bulldogs boys will face a three and one Cortez team. The coach Corey Hitchcock says play a lot like his team.
2: They're just like us. They're fast. They're not as big as some of the teams that we'll face. They poised and in control and and not get caught up if they're running, be able to control some possessions. Cortez is going to be well coached. They can shoot it, so we've we'll got to do a really good job of protecting the perimeter and, and also protecting the paint.
0: Also tonight, the Prudamama boys basketball team looks to stand if as they start play at the Palisade Winter Classic when they face Delta. The Wildcats are 6-0 for first-year head coach Michael Wellsner paced by all-Southwestern League post player Daniel Thomason. The juniors averaging 19 points and 10 rebounds per game. The 1-2 Panthers are led by -3 235-pound Tucker Johnson who helped the Panthers to the 2A state football title
2: yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it. I mean, two great athletes. Um, you know they've got another kid in the six seven range that you know presents some issues with us anytime we have guys with that sort of size and physicality, um, you know, some good guard play. Um, they're
0: always a well-coached team. As for the monument coach Michael Wells, Wildcats and Panthers meet at 4.30 today at Palisade High School. Uh, the action starts in both the main and auxiliary gyms at Palisade at three o'clock today get a full schedule at palisadesports. com. All right, uh, 710 and that's a look at.
1: What's happening?
0: All right, Jim, along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. And, of course, what's happening brought to you by ComWest. If you need help with a variety of IT issues for your business, network support, cybersecurity, they can also uh, install surveillance cameras for you, put in a new business phone system. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, uh, you got something you want to offer up your thoughts on today? Text or call us, 970 1340 Jim along with Cake, if you got some uh, early predictions on Broncos-Lions. Lions, I believe, favored
1: by four
0: in that game, coming up at the Ford Field on Saturday.
1: That sounds right. Let me see what I, because I've got, I had what it opened at for our, for our picks that we'll do tomorrow. And taking a look, looky, 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 look. it is, I had them opening at four and a half. Okay, I've got Detroit favorite. I've got DraftKings has them at four. That's about par for the course.
0: So with this game, mm-hmm. at one point when Denver's one and five and the Lions are rolling, you look ahead in the schedule going, oh, oh. Hey. you don't think that now, do you? Jared mm. Goff has kind of come back to earth a little bit, and now people are starting to say, "Okay, this is what this is why the Rams got rid of Jared Goff, why they traded him." Yeah, for Matthew Stafford, they've they they, they nearly lost to the Bears their first meeting, lost this last time out to Justin Fields in Chicago. You know Denver right now. Defensively, they're, they're forcing turnovers. And if there's one area that, that Jared Goff tends to have a, an Achilles heel in his game, turns a ball over. Not, not Josh Allen level, but he he tends he to does. make makes the, the bad read, bad throw. And the way Denver's been so opportunistic forcing turnovers that you, you got to like Denver going in there and and forcing some
1: turnovers and and winning the turnover battle again I certainly like their chances more now than I did say Four or five weeks ago You know at the start of this winning streak It was always okay. Well They they played ugly They played very ugly games And not that the chargers game was in any way the prettiest but they did a lot of things that they, you know, needed to improve on. Not the least of which was late in the game, long sustained drive, running the football, scoring on a wide open touchdown in the red zone.
0: Well, they got better on third down, That's much
1: it, better on third down.
0: After yeah. they were zero for eleven on third down against the Texans, they were eight of seventeen against the Chargers. A
1: little you'll, more you'll, than half.
0: You'll you'll take that. Oh yeah. And one of the things that while. We talk about Jared Goff being having having the propensity to sometimes turn it over, make a bad throw. He's also been pretty accurate this year, though. Goff is sixth; uh, he's he's currently sixth as far as on-target percentage. And a couple quarterbacks that are in that neighborhood, Sam Howell, to a tongue of Iola, mm-hmm. they rip the Broncos apart. But then also. This is a much different defense, much different football team than the team that played against Washington and certainly the team That's
1: that played faced, against Miami. The, that faced
0: the Miami Dolphins. And so Denver's going to have to keep doing what they've been doing, and that is bringing pressure. And Browning since coming off IR. Had a huge impact last week, obviously, with the the batted Justin Herbert pass right. picked off by Jonathan Cooper that set up a score. Nick Benito continues to have a really strong season. Cooper continues to play well. The pass rush continues to get better and better, it feels like every week. That's the when when you watch watch this Broncos defense's pass rush, it continues to generate more pressure, continues to to force more turnovers. And so it is also a a team in Detroit that that does run the ball well. They do have with Gibbs and company, and David Montgomery is... David Montgomery's just a Mr. Automatic in the red zone. Yeah. Get the ball to Montgomery. He's the, the former Bears going to find the end zone. So this is an intriguing game where you have Detroit that's lost two of their last three, a Broncos team that is surging right now, and Denver's played well on the road for the most part. Outside of the, the Houston game, okay, Miami wasn't great, but they've They've had good games on the road. Buffalo played well and lost to Kansas City, but, but played well there. They came up with a huge win at Buffalo. The big win at SoFi on Sunday. So now they go to Ford Field. we got some, some thoughts on that today. And predictions on, on the Broncos and the Lions. Of course, we'll have our picks tomorrow. You can send that in to us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Also, today the... The team, the NFL team, that's maybe been the biggest disappointment. Hmm. Would it be the Jets? With all the hype, all the expectations, would it be Buffalo?
1: I was going to say, I think Buffalo's probably. Not that, you know, I mean, they're still very much in it. But they are not playing at the level that I think most people expected them to play, which would which would make them a disappointment. The Jets is a little bit different because the disappointment comes from not necessarily their on field performance, but the lack of Aaron Rodgers due to injury. I think that's where most of the disappointment lies. Now, you could make a very solid argument that they're not performing well on the field because they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And so therefore, They have the biggest disappointment. But last
0: week, Zach Wilson had the best game of his career. He was, he looked great. Player of the week? Looked great. Uh, Also, too, Travis Kelsey on the new Heights podcast. All right. He um, defended Kadarius Toney. Of course, he was a guy called called for offsides on the game winning touchdown. But, um, you know, and then you had Patrick Mahomes kind of backing, backing up his comments a little bit. But uh, Travis Kelsey, um, you know he backed his teammates while criticizing media members during the, uh, the New Heights podcast. There's a lot of media pointing fingers on the skill players in our team. I say, bleep that. Excuse my language. We usually cuss in lighthearted ways, but you guys had to feel that whoever is talking, bleep on our skill players and our offense. It's a group effort when you turn on the film. What is real is what we've got guys that can play this game, we've got guys. That we could have success with and win championships with
1: I mean, what is he supposed to say?
0: you know but yeah, you guys are riding right, our, our offense is yeah, we suck. Under, is underachieving, and he, he went on to point out how well the chiefs defense has played, and they have been really, really good this year. I just I just think at some point get if, if you're the chiefs, now you're letting all the noise come in you're letting everything else come in if you're Mahomes and and Kelsey and you're letting the noise come in and you gotta find a way if you're Kansas City to tune that stuff out yeah and while you know it's like the Chris Hank stuff with the attaboys gotta be aware of the attaboys and 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 not getting feeding into that you also have to find a way to deal with the criticism take what you think what, what is valid what's real and work on improving those areas. I just think this—I don't just—it feels like you lost the game because Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. Yeah, and he was and he was clearly offsides. And so and but you also had your offensive struggles going into that game. This offense is not what it once was, and whether that's Eric Enemy, no longer being part of it and helping Andy Reid orchestrate this offense. The wide receivers just haven't come together as, as a group so far for Kansas City. Kelsey's had great games, and he's had less than stellar games, whether Tay-Tay's been there or not. I, I just think that they're they're letting a lot of the noise come in, and it's kind of getting to him a little bit. The way Mahomes reacted in that loss to Buffalo, the, the way Kelsey on this podcast responded yesterday, you want to have your teammates back. I get that. You don't want to throw them under the bus. You don't want to do that to get Arius Toney. He's a, he's a member of your team, but look at what's not working and go, yeah, there's, we, we could be better as a, as a unit. And he's kind of trying to say that there, I think. I, I'm not as damning of what Travis Kelsey said yesterday as some people. I don't think it's the media's fault. Stop blaming the media all the time for commenting on things that are going on. Right. Yes, as a group, do we, do we ask some stupid questions and make some stupid statements? Yes, we do on, on occasion. But also sometimes when things aren't going well, people get really, really thin skin. Yeah. It's it's fine when you're doing TV commercials and you're winning Super Bowls and everything is fantastic and you're on top of the world. This is where Chiefs team now, just a game ahead of Denver, where at one point, Denver was one in five. Yeah. And getting blown out
1: by over 70 points.
0: And, And now you're feeling the heat from them in your division. You haven't felt this in a while where there's been somebody at this stage of the season, if you're Kansas city on your heels right now, they're a game back and they finally ended their losing streak to you. And so it'll be interesting how the chiefs respond going forward, because I can't say they probably have responded in the way that they normally would adversity has been a challenge for them uh, so far. All right. We will take a break. We'll come back. Mark Johnson. Voice of the Cutterman of Buffaloes joins us next.
1: Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. It's time to talk buffs with CU Voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team.
0: And with us right now, Chick-fil-A Breakfast team phone line, the Voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you?
1: Jim,
3: happy Thursday.
0: Likewise to you, sir. Now, I, I, have, I, I talked about this with cake earlier. I saw your picture from New York, from Brooklyn, of you in front of the Brooklyn Bridge, yep. and uh, it made me think of, and I don't think you're too old for this show, because you're not, you're, you're younger than me. You reminded me of McLeod. Remember the Dennis Weaver show <laughs> McLeod where he's the cop from Taos, New Mexico, that goes yep. to New York, and he's going to use the, 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 the techniques that he learned enforcing the law in Taos, New Mexico? To take care of the bad guys, in New York City. You made me think of McCloud, Mark Johnson, with the with that the cowboy hat and the jacket and everything. Man, it looked great.
3: Well, I will take that as a great compliment. Number one, and uh, and secondly, uh, um, you know, I <laughs> people are always like, "Do you have a good time in New York?" No, I hate New York. You know, <laughs> it's a it's
1: a terrible place. In New
3: York. I don't like Los Angeles or Chicago or Detroit or you know, I'm just not a big city guy. And so when I when I get amongst I, I, we In fact, we were getting off uh, the bus at one point. I looked at Ted, and I said 12 million people should not be living in the same place.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. I <laughs> <Right>? agree.
3: <laughs> it's just, uh, But, you know, we were we were down there. We were very close to the Brooklyn Bridge, so I walked on down there. And Jim found a, as I was walking off the bridge, I uh, looked down and just below the bridge down there. And It took me about 30, 40 minutes to get there. But it was a place called Brooklyn's... Historic Ice Cream Factory, I think is what it was called. And it was phenomenal. So, you know, that made the
0: entire trip worth it. Plus the fact the bus got a heck of a win over Miami. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I I, I do have just a quick story. Brush uh-huh. My brief brush with greatness, I did see Dennis Weaver one time. Did you really? Yeah, because he used to live in Ridgeway, which is just south of yes. us. Yes. And another life when I was selling construction supplies, they were herding cattle along the road there in Ridgeway, um, heading down to 550. And I look over. And there he was, just like McLeod. He had, you awesome. know, the, had the, he had the the cowboy hat. He had his jacket with the with the sheep, you know, the, the lining on the collar and everything. And there was Dennis. We on his horse, herding well, cattle through through Ridgeway.
3: That's a pretty good brush with grace and, uh, greatness, right there. You know, in Ridgeway, I, I think it's still there. Is The True Grit Cafe still in Ridgeway. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's still was, there. I've been in there many many times
0: over the years. Oh yeah, fantastic oh, little town, Ridgway. So right. uh, you, you mentioned the win against Miami in Brooklyn, and. Uh, You know, another great performance by the Buffs, Um, Tristan DeSilva named the Pac-12 Player of the Week. K.J. Simpson continues to put up impressive numbers. He's among, you know, you look at uh, some of the other outstanding guards and another one here in the state and Isaiah Stevens for Colorado State. But uh, K.J. Simpson showing that he's among one of the best guards in the country right now.
3: Well, oh, I think so, and we're really fortunate here in the Centennial State because of the two-point guards you're talking about. I think Isaiah Stevens is phenomenal, and, and so we've got two great ones in both those guys here in the state, but K.J.'s playing exceptionally well. You know, they're, they're a little bit different kind of players, the two of them, but one thing that has improved upon, because Stevens is such a great assist man, and K.J., is, as Ted always liked to say, is wired to score, and and so that's kind of his mentality out there. But his assist-to-turnover numbers are really greatly improving. And so every game when you look at it, he'll have a you know, four assist-to-one turnover or six assists and 2 turnovers. So he's got a great uh, ratio of uh, assist-to-turnovers right now. And so he's really playing at a high level. But, yeah, Tristan De Silva needed that game, by the way. He was one assist shy of the Buffs' first uh, triple-double since David Harrison had it with blocks back in 2003 that actually preceded me here. And so it's been a long time since the Buffs have had one. Uh, But he was unbelievable in that game and finally hit a three-pointer away from home, which he had not done all season long. And so you you hope that kind of, uh, you know, jump-starts him a little bit, uh, you know, for the rest of the season.
0: Had six players in double figures against the Hurricanes. And I thought Eddie Lampkin did a really nice job, particularly early on in that game.
3: Oh, without question. In fact, in the first half, remember the bots were only up by one at the half. And Eddie had 11 points total for the game, all came in the first half. So he, he did a great job. Eddie's such a great energy guy. He's a good rebounder. He takes up space internally. And uh, he, he's really a nice uh, plug-in piece for Tad Boyle on this team. Now, he's not the kind of guy that, depending upon the game, uh, I was on a show yesterday and asking me about you know, how he wasn't very effective against Colorado State. And I said, well, that's not Eddie's game. CSU's a smaller basketball team, right? And so it, when he's out there banging with other big, big guys, you know, 6'11", 7-foot guys, that's his game. When you get against teams that are a little bit smaller, like CSU is, that's not where he belongs. So he uh, he found a way to play effectively, even though Miami was not a, a monster team, just a very athletic team, and and uh, did a great job in the first half. Took advantage of his size, did a good job of, of you know getting down the court, getting to the basket. He was found by you know guys like DeSylvan and KJ in that ball game, and so you know a, a nice victory. Great performance by a lot of guys in this one. And they did it all without Cody Williams, of course, being in that contest.
0: Absolutely. Mark Johnson, Voice of the Buffaloes, with us today on the team. It's Northern Colorado coming up tomorrow at uh, at uh, Boulder. And St. Thomas, for them, has been their leading score, 17 points per game. They're 4-5 and five right now. And it's uh, it's a Northern Colorado basketball team that uh, has uh, seen its ups and downs so far this season.
3: Yeah, it has. You know, they're 4-5. and five. And uh, although I did just see that uh, I was just looking at it, kind of who they played so far here this morning, I started my prep this morning, and they just beat Chicago State, which beat uh, Northwestern last night. So I mean, holy cow, man! That means it must be a top twenty-five team, right? Isn't that the way that works?
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know they they've had their ups and downs. I know their, their defensive numbers are not great. They've been getting out, getting out rebounded on a regular basis. But this this game here always holds a special place in Tad's. Uh, you know, kind of hard because it's right. school that gave him his first uh, Division One head coaching job, and, and so it's it's always a nice one
0: to have in the calendar. Mark Johnson, voice of Buffalo, is with us on the team. Jumping over to football for a moment, uh, big news for Colorado: number one offensive line recruit in the country, Jordan Seaton uh, was at IMG Academy in Florida, committing to Colorado. Did it on uh, Undisputed on FS1, so uh, that's a step in the right direction for Coach Prime and that offensive line rebuild. But But it's been the portal, though, Mark, where uh, Colorado has brought in uh, Yakiri Walker from UConn, Tyler Johnson from Houston, uh, among others that have come through the portal to come and try to be the guys to protect uh, Shadur Sanders in 2024.
3: Well, isn't it interesting? And by the way, I can't mention any specific names. I'll let you do that, but I'm not allowed to uh, because of NCAA rules. Isn't it interesting that, you know, the last couple of weeks, You know, I've been on shows around the country and people have been talking about the sky is falling and oh my goodness, what's happening there? They've had five or six guys in the portal. They've had a couple of coaches leave and one becomes the head coach of San Diego State. The other one follows him. And, and you know, the the talk was that what is happening there? And I kept saying, people just relax a little bit. And all of a sudden here we are. Buffs have the number one portal class right now. I was on a show again a couple of days ago. The guy was, you know, he's out in Boston. He goes, yeah, yeah, with the end of their 54th recruiting. And I said, well, yeah. if you're looking at the high school players, you're right. Their recruiting class is ranked 54th right now. If you combine the two, they're 24th or 25th in the country or something like that. But I said, Coach Prime has talked many times that the portal is going to be his primary tool, especially early on in his tenure here, because he's trying to build that core and make sure the players are coming in as he rebuilds the thing. That can play right away. And so he's gone out. And put together a very impressive offensive line group that you just ran down the roster of, and so he's totally rebuilt that at this point in time. Brought in a new offensive line coach. Um, I'm seeing the same stuff you are about some big time defensive line recruits coming in this weekend, I guess. And so, you know, he's doing what Prime does, and we shouldn't be shocked by it. Uh, it you know, makes me optimistic. I'm kind of excited about it, and I can't wait to see what it's going to look like in 2024.
0: All right, Mark. We'll we'll chat again next week. I always appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great call tomorrow on the Buffs in Northern Colorado.
3: All right, guys. Take care.
0: All right. Mark Johnson, Voice of Buffalo, is with us on the program this morning. All right. uh, We'll take a break. Other side of the break, we'll talk with uh, Rob Ames, Delta Boys basketball coach. They take on Fertile Monument today at the uh, Palisade Winter Classic. That's up next on the Jim Davis Show.
1: It's the Western Slopes home of Colorado sports. Come on. This is the Jim Davis Show, talking Delta boys basketball with Coach Rob Ames on the team.
0: And Rob Ames brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Panthers off to a 1-2 start. They play Fruita Monument today at 430 at the Palisade Winter Classic. Rob, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes this morning. You know, class is starting soon. That's right, Jim. Good morning. <laughs> uh, your team's one and two, but uh, getting some guys, most notably Tucker Johnson uh, off a very successful football season and a, a state championship season. He was of course uh, yesterday named the first team all state in two way. But uh kind of take us through this this the early start for the Panther Boys basketball team now you're you're getting some uh some reinforcements coming in, uh, uh fresh off the football season.
2: That's right. Yeah, we're I'm real excited for Tucker Johnson's senior year It's uh off to a great start obviously but he deserves everything he gets he's a hard worker and a wonderful kid and uh, looking forward to spending every day with him and uh most of every night on the game nights so it's going to be a great year for him and uh we're excited for the other seniors that were part of that football team too um that get to carry on that success through the winter time
0: you faced pagosa springs a uh, lost open the season and their tournament down there went against bayfield and then uh taking on Ryan VoRinger and a really good Montrose basketball team, taking a loss there. What have you learned, uh, Rob, about your team through the first three games, uh, in particular playing down in that uh, that uh, tournament in Pagosa Springs?
2: Well, the Pagosa Springs, uh, Springs tournament was a quick turnaround after the state tournament, but we had a couple practices and went down there and played hard. Thought we could have played better against Pagosa Springs and gotten them, but uh, Coach VoRinger's Montrose team is always tough. Um, I was happy with the way we played. We got to be together. We got to do some stuff and play hard and uh, just start the season off.
0: We talked a lot about Tucker Johnson. What a you know, (coughs) we had the leading scorer, leading rebounder for your basketball team, Rob. But a couple other guys maybe that have played well through these first three games.
2: Uh, JP Gallegos is a sophomore kid. That's another gym rat. Um, He had a really nice weekend, and also Clayton Cryer, who was part of the football team. He had he had a good weekend too. So I'm excited for all three of those guys.
0: Today you get Fruit Monument, and this is going to be a great matchup. I talked to Michael Wells about this. Uh, Daniel Thomason, who played football at Fruit Monument, but is now just focused on basketball the last couple of seasons, an all-Southwestern League player, double-double guy right now for them. They're also undefeated at 6-0 and against Tucker Johnson. That should be a lot of fun, those two, those two bigs going at it today out at uh, Palisade High School.
2: Yeah, hey, it's going to be great. We know that uh, Thomason is a special player. Uh, we know we're going against a really special team tonight. We... We know all the names, and we've we've watched the film. We know we've got our hands full, but um, we welcome the challenge, and we're just excited to play somebody in a different color.
0: Michael Wells had great success as Fertile Monuments girls' coach. He's off to, obviously, a great start Mm -hmm. as the boys' coach. Uh, What are some things you take away from what what he does? I mean, was different uh, from what Jake Aguirre did last year uh, when he led the the Wildcats to the league title.
2: Well, what catches my eye is uh, they like to play fast, um we've got to make sure that we get back on defense or they're gonna sting us with a lot of transition layups. And I like that style of play. Um I think a lot of Coach Wells and, and what he's doing and I'm excited for him. I know what it what it means to be a part of something special like that. And um yeah, I, I know that we're we're ready to play fast tonight and we're just gonna to have to guard the daylights out of Thomason
0: one final thing uh, with the Palisade Winter Classic. It's a its a true bracketed tournament. Uh, you get a chance to, to play some local teams like of Monument, but uh, there are really good teams in there like Mead as well in, in the field this year. So It's a, it, it's a unique situation. There's going to be a champion crowned in, in, through the bracketed tournament, and but a, a, a close trip for your ball club, Rob, did, to go to Palisade and uh, it makes for a, a nice opportunity here uh, leading up to league play.
2: Yeah, we're excited. There's a lot of fresh faces that that we haven't seen um there's a chance we could see silver creek um that'll be great we welcome that uh, otherwise we'll just uh we'll see we'll see central but there's a lot of really good basketball going on there and uh, we're just excited like you said it's a it's a nice nice one hour trip up the road rather than five and a half down to
0: pedosa and the bell is ringing that means rob class is ready to begin <laughs> rob i appreciate the time thanks for squeezing <laughs> us in this morning
2: Thank you so much for always supporting us. I appreciate
0: it, Jim. Take care. Rob Ames, coach of the Delta Boys. Of course, we'll have uh, Delta and Montrose basketball coverage starting after the first of the year, our Highway 50 game of the week. So, uh, Mark Cantrell, will have your Delta games once again uh, coming up here after the first of the year. All right, so text your call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team, phone line 970-242-1340, predictions, Broncos-Lions. Of course, we'll do more of that tomorrow as well. See, the other day you guys had who should be the NFL MVP, right? Wasn't that something? We
1: we had, for pole dancing, we had your top five non-quarterback league MVP candidates.
0: If Justin Jefferson
1: hadn't got hurt. He's in that conversation. He would
0: would be in that conversation. Uh, Tyreek Hill right now. I mean.
1: Yeah, Tyreek came up. Christian McCaffrey. TJ Watt. Deron Bland, though. Played really well. He has played exceptionally well. The problem, though, that we ran into, you know, so the, the question is, if you're an MVP, you are the most valuable player on your team. And if your presence is somehow missing, right? Like you miss a game and your team loses and it's ostensibly because you were not on the field. You can make an argument that, well, as great as Deron Bland has been playing and he's set the record for the touchdown return interceptions and all that, that defense for Dallas still has Micah Parsons. It's still been playing exceptionally well. He's sort of been, he's not necessarily been the machine, but he's been a cog in the machine. You know what I mean? Whereas someone like TJ Watt... And you can ask our colleague Chris Britt this, and he'll (laughs) tell you the same thing. T.J. Watt's not on the field. Steelers ain't doing nothing this year. Steelers ain't winning jack (laughs) without T.J. Watt this year. It's kind of a miracle they're at where they're at right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, point
0: differential, things like that. I mean, it it screams that they should not even be a playoff contender right now. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, and And now their hopes... The, their hopes rest on the right arm of Mitchell Trubisky. Good luck with that. Nah, it's not great. It's not
1: great. You know, and, and it's the same kind of thing with Christian McCaffrey, right? It's yes, he is so great and he is such a threat, but also he's on a team with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and a guy who has played. Leaps and bounds ahead of his draft stock, and that would be one Brock Purdy. And I think it was I think it was Rich Eisen's show yesterday driving around listening saying, look, the reason that San Francisco is able to do what they've done with Brock Purdy, they've they've basically washed their hands clean of the Trey Lance ordeal. You know, most coaches and general managers in any other year, any other team would have been fired for drafting, not just drafting, trading, trading up to get him, trading up to get him at third overall. And then three years later, trading him away for a fifth round draft pick where he is at best a third string quarterback.
0: And what it goes to shows a couple things, number one, really smart people still make mistakes because amen because john lynch and and kyle shanahan are smart guys they made a mistake Mm -hmm. they thought trey lance with the limited playing time in north dakota state that the skill set was there they could develop that and and maybe he didn't get a fair shake maybe he didn't because i mean the injury member cut him down and that's where garoppolo reclaimed the job but that's where brock purdy stepped in and he impressed them with the, the, the job that he does, taking care of the football. He's not the athlete that Trey Lance is. Right. He doesn't need to be. He's, he's careful with the football, makes good decisions, hit that little mini slump there, and they found a way, he found a way to get back on track. Got a ton of weapons around him. And it's, sometimes it's about not the athlete, but the ability to get other people involved. Brock Purdy has that ability. Trey right. Lance apparently does not at this point in time in his career. And it's not that Trey Lance is over, done, or whatever. It's not trending in the right direction. No. And Dak has played extremely well and does not look like Trey Lance is any threat to Dak Prescott at this juncture of his career. No. I just think that number one show, they, smart people make mistakes. It's tough to draft quarterbacks. Sometimes you swing and you miss. And they did with Trey Lance. But it's also, it's kind of like golf. How do you recover from the bad shot? How do you, you live in the moment where, yeah, I'm in the rough, bat out the tee box. What do I do to recover? How do I scramble to recover here? How do I get this back on track? Right. And that's what Lynch and Shanahan did. They, they, they were fortunate that, that Brock Purdy was better than people thought he would be. Mr. Relevant was pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Really good at running this offense with a lot of weapons. Debo, McCaffrey, they go out and get McCaffrey. They trade for him. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. It's a really good defense that D'Amico Ryan's put together before he left to Houston. They had pieces there. They, they, it wasn't like this team rested on the quarterback entirely, but they needed the right guy. And Purdy showed that he was the right guy. And so they were okay walking away from Garoppolo, who had given them success It got them to an NFC championship game, had got them to a Super Bowl. Right. And they were okay walking away from him. And they were okay acknowledging their mistake on Trey Lance. Hey, we screwed up here. We're not going to get return on value. Everybody's bought something, a car, whatever, they thought was going to be great. And that car ended up not being so being what they thought of plagued with issues, whatever mechanical issues, right? You have to end up selling that car. You take a bath, but it also makes you smart. The next time around to go, here's what, here's how we're going to approach it this time. Right. (laughs) And that's what they did. That's what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did. They didn't panic. York didn't like you said, didn't fire them. David Tepper, take a lesson. Okay. Sometimes you got, number one, he, they let, here's why, here's why the Niners are successful. They let Lynch and Shanahan do their thing. And, and Jed York stays out of it for the most part. Stays, he lets his people do their thing. Mm-hmm. And they do, they do a great job there. They make smart moves. That's where the Niners are where they're at right now. They make smart moves. And Denver hopefully will get to that point. It feels better than it has. Much better. It feels much better than it has. But I just think that there's... If David Tepper, Carolina Panthers owner, needs to watch guys, how people operate, franchises like the Niners operate. You hire good people. You let good people do their work. You let good horses pull the wagon. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. They do. Hire smart people. Hire people smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Just because David Tepper made a lot of money in the financial world doesn't mean he knows how to draft a quarterback. Just because he had success there doesn't mean he knows how what what they're looking for in terms of a, a guy being a successful quarterback. And maybe Bryce Young ultimately will be. It's a d- difficult situation. Rookie quarterback. Not a ton of weapons around him. They, they trade McCaffrey, one of their better weapons. Right. And, and so I, I just think that when you talk about San Francisco, they didn't panic, and they didn't make the same mistake again. And they had an answer, an answer that developed right in front of them, which that was smart on their part. Mm-hmm. That they, they drafted Brock Purdy. They saw something in him. And Brock Purdy seized the moment, took advantage of the moment. And that's why the Niners favor right now to to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl because they didn't panic they didn't freak out no when they made a mistake you can't be you can't be afraid to go to the plate and have a big swing sometimes you're gonna strike out what do you do at the next to bat what do you do in the field after you strike out how do you handle that same deal here how do you bounce back after you made a a terrible decision trading picks for a guy that didn't pan out. And they're gonna be just fine. All right, 750, few uh leftovers for the microwave today. Mike in Scottsdale, good morning muchachos. Our trip to SoFi to see the Broncos win was awesome. There were more Broncos fans than Chargers fans, yes. Love it. Yes, there were. Shocking Here's this is from Wine yesterday, from Wine about a Wednesday. Bad enough to wear another NFL jersey at a game where they aren't playing in, but I saw a Pittsburgh Pirates jersey at SoFi. Welcome to Fruta. Man, why are you wearing a Pirates jersey to a football game?
1: Why are you wearing a baseball jersey to a football game?
0: Everything else was dirty that day. I guess I don't. Right? I don't know. Uh, from Scott, uh, this was from yesterday. Good morning, fellas. Condolences to the Prano family. Jim had a, made a huge impact on so many. Uh, it's pretty cool that the previous three drafted Colorado State football tight ends, Dreesen, Gilmore, and McBride all still have ties in Colorado. Of course, Crockett's on the staff here at Colorado Mesa. Yep. Maybe Denver needs to look into Holker as an impact player and keep the streak going. Well, he made himself available for the draft, so anything's possible. Andy, $700 million to watch the World Series on TV unless Otani is a Heimlich maneuver expert the Dodgers keep choking. That coming from a Giants fan, so do keep that in mind. Uh, Draymond should try out for the 49ers.
1: Well, he's not going to be playing much basketball lately, so... Yeah,
0: I I think that uh, Kyle Shanahan would probably say, look, I, I, we're good. We, we don't need a guy that's undisciplined like that. We're good. And Draymond Green, if you've not heard... Suspended indefinitely. Indefin- after... Smacking the one-time Denver nugget, the Bosnian Bowl, Yusef Nurkic. I forgot he was a nugget. Remember that was the remember that was the big debate. It was Jokic or him. Which one was the guy that was going to pan out? They tried to play them together. It didn't work. Well, now and, we know. And the feeling was is that Nikola Jokic was the better player. Have- not, not that Jokic has sucked, not that he's been a total bust by a stretch of the imagination. But but he's not, not an a two-time MVP. league MVP. Yeah. And a and now an NBA. Larry, Larry Larry O championship winner. Yeah, that was a that was a good call by the by the Nuggets and Tim Connolly back in the day. Good call. Good, good decision. I just don't get Draymond Green. I just I don't either. I just I just don't get I don't get the behavior.
1: I don't I don't get it. You wonder if a guy like that maybe maybe he needs help.
0: You wonder Charles Barkley speculated that Draymond Green is frustrated he can't play like he used to. And that, that now that those frustrations are bubbling over. And Charles Barkley admitted that he had Othello Harrington when he was with the Rockets. <laughs> there Chuck was on Dan Patrick. He said he's frustrated because he can't play the way he used to play. It's probably what is a player that I'm seeing. I'm like, oh man, because I'm not saying this because I like Draymond. Everyone, everyone likes Draymond. They do, but Dan, I started doing stupid stuff when I couldn't play anymore. It gets frustrating. My last year with the Rockets, I sucked as a player. You know, I actually hit Othello Harrington. Nobody knows about it. Harrington, uh, I hit him in practice because he was working so hard. And there was nothing I could do about it.
1: That tracks. That that tracks. <laughs> Chuck
0: would know. I mean, Chuck's been there. Right. Chuck's been there when when his career was declining. The frustration that once upon a time you were one of the best players in the league and now you're now not. Not so much. Your your body's starting to betray you. You're you're not able to to do the things you used to do. And this guy's making you work your tail off, and it's in practice, and you lose your your temper. And with Draymond Green, I just. I just think, man, if it's that point, if you're at that point, don't accept either, accept what you're capable of doing still. You still can be a factor in in terms of getting the ball to the right guy, Steph Curry, being a facilitator. Right. And and you work with what you've got left. Or you're done. Just say, look, I'm done. I can't play anymore. I physically can't do the things I used to defensively, I can't impact the game the way I used to because to me, it's you're being a damn fool. If you're going around doing what he's done. And by the way, putting players in chokeholds, smacking Yusef Nurkic that you just need to, if that's the problem, if that's what the deal is, you're done and just walk away from the game.
1: And by the way, for the Warriors, Clay Thompson has said that he's been playing like crap lately and the Warriors are considering not giving him another contract after this year. It's never been the same after the, the knee injury. You know, it, it's you, if you're a Warriors fan, you're probably feeling like, eh, it was a good run while well, it lasted, but your, yeah, this is probably... Your,
0: your best days are now behind you. Yeah. If you're Golden State with, with this group, with these
1: guys. Unless you want to rebuild around Steph
0: Curry. Which you could. That's a possibility. All right. Uh, around the NFL coming up next hour, also of uh, Cody Work, our Broncos report, and our team's team of the week.